a fulfilling life isn't about picking one goal, then using all your willpower to make it manifest. It's about knowing who you want to become because of a goal that you have. And then building daily systems that make that person real. Daily systems are things like habits and actions, and these help you build actual momentum. Because the only way to actually get to a goal is to be the person that can bring it to reality. My name is Francesca Phillips, and you're listening to The Good Space Podcast, a show where we help you find peace and power in work, relationships, and intuition. Whenever there is a start to a new year, people often talk about resolutions. And to me, resolutions feel so 2000s. I would think of myself in my teenage years where every New Year's Eve, I would write down goals like get abs like Britney Spears or stop biting my nails, willing them to exist with each letter I wrote. And then a few weeks later, I was nowhere close to having better abs or untouched nails. And I'm sure I'm not alone in that. After many years of making goals and not reaching them, the confidence and resolutions went poof. But yet we're so drawn to them because there's something so fresh and new and encouraging about a new year. So how do we reconcile this tug of war, this back and forth, this pull with resolutions? How can we make that relationship with them better? So easy to just want to toss the ritual in the bin. And granted, we've talked about variations of a resolution, like having a word of the year. We talk about that with creating your personal compass with Dr. Amanda Tobe. And we've talked about other methods that you can use and they're all fantastic. Check out those episodes, which we'll link in the show notes if you want to take a look. But rather than quit resolutions, let's tweak the approach. So I want to talk about a different way that we can do this. So let's capitalize on that squeaky clean feeling of a new year. Let's make it more sustainable. So that's what I want to talk about today is a more sustainable way to use the new year for change without crashing and burning. So first, before we jump into things, I want to clarify that goals aren't helpful unless it makes sense to your identity. How you see yourself can be the difference between reading two books a month or none at all. As a kid, my identity wasn't someone who worked out five days a week and ate healthily. So the Britney goal didn't become a reality. However, I saw myself as a singer and as someone who would become successful in music. And I truly believe that this is why after six months of networking in Los Angeles, right after high school, I found myself working for one of the most famous songwriting production houses at the time. And it's not the only reason I was able to work for that songwriting production house, but I would have definitely given up after one month had the goal not fit with my identity. I mean, it was like persistence and like pursuing nonstop. And I also want to clarify that a fulfilling life isn't about picking one goal, then using all your willpower to make it manifest. It's about knowing who you want to become because of a goal that you have. And then building daily systems that make that person real. Daily systems are things like habits and actions, and these help you build actual momentum. Because the only way to actually get to a goal is to be the person that can bring it to reality. So you want to focus on the person you want to become and then having your goals fit into that identity, if that makes sense. And granted, when I say identity, 
I don't mean it in the ego sense, in a sense that separates you from spirit and connecting to who you are. I mean, as I see myself as expansive and someone who loves music and I love to do all these things, like that's part of who I am. And so I want my goals to make that feeling or that person a reality. So a lot of business content out there talks about delegating and automating. So why not automate your mental and emotional well-being? As James Clear says, if you get 1% better every day, you'll get where you want to go. So rather than thinking of resolutions as a one and done, I'm going to push all my willpower for this one thing. What if the goal was to get 1% better every day? Once habits are on autopilot, your growth becomes automatic, subconscious. You'll be more resilient when challenges come and your lens of the world changes for the better. Dr. Benjamin Hardy, author of The Gap and the Gain, says, the past and how we view it is more of a reflection of where we currently are than of the past itself. So I want to say this again. The past and how we view it is more a reflection of where we currently are than of the past itself. By focusing your energy on good habits, you change how you view your present and past, setting you up for a more promising future. This can lead to better decision-making, greater health and happiness, and healing from trauma. And with that, here are habits to consider in the new year for greater mental hygiene and making growth automatic. Okay, the first suggestion is to replace New Year's resolutions with habit goals. So resolutions are achievement goals where it's like, I want to lose 10 pounds. So like that's an achievement, right? Versus habit goals. Anything with a deadline is an achievement goal. Apply to university by March 31st. Get my manuscript done by June 19th. They're one and done goals that prove necessary sometimes, absolutely. But they're not as helpful with how we've historically treated resolutions. The changes you're hoping to make through resolutions aren't one and done. They're tied to who you want to become. Resolutions are like the square peg not fitting into the round hole of lasting change. You want to focus on habit goals instead. I learned the difference from fellow writer Corey Freyden. He says habit goals are those goals that repeat. They become part of your lifestyle. For example, goals like read two books a month or run five miles a week. They repeat and don't have a clear end point. You just keep going until it feels like they're part of who you are. End quote. Who do you want to become? What kind of habit goals would support that vision? The sum of every individual action and decision makes up a life. So what consistent actions do you want to take? So here's a way that you can take action on this point. Write down the person you want to become and then write consistent actions you want to turn into habits. So the second suggestion I have is to protect your mornings. COVID has taught us many things. One of them is the importance of boundaries with work, relationships, or TV, it's important to create boundaries so you have a healthier relationship with yourself and others. So this year, commit to and create a morning routine like yesterday. There's a reason morning routine content does so well. The idea of having time to yourself in the morning resonates. And we have an episode on morning routines as well, which we'll link in the show notes if you want to check it out. It's really good. Having a morning routine goes so much deeper than a resolution, right? It's one of those lifestyle habits. By beginning each day in the embrace of what fills you up, you tell yourself you matter every morning. You're choosing how you intend to exist on this planet, not living only to react to external demands on your time. 
And that's a powerful statement, especially in a world that runs on masculine energy, on doer energy, on reacting your way through things. Very powerful. A morning routine creates a feeling of stability, nurturing, momentum, and focus. So it will vary based on your personality and how much time you have. So if you're curious what kind of routine you should create based on your personality, you want to know what those breakdowns are, check out that episode for sure. We'll tell you the different kinds, like if you're social or introvert or like other things, and then how that will look. We just break it all down. So check it out. How can we take action on this suggestion? So create a morning routine that you're excited about. Actually make it something worth waking up for and that creates that change in your life. So the third suggestion for the new year is to protect your time. In the same vein as protecting your mornings, we're widening the scope of your boundaries to protect your time in general. In a filterless era with constant content and never-ending notifications, no one will set boundaries for you. Literally, no one on the planet will ever set boundaries for you. It's something that you have to create yourself. It's crucial to protect your art, your work, your relationships, your sanity, right? Aside from the dopamine fix we get from constant communication and immediate gratification, there may be a deeper reason for not wanting to unplug. Our society rewards the shallow work of being connected everywhere, email, social media, and so on. If a business doesn't have a social presence, they're irrelevant. A person not answering email within the hour, they're seen as irrelevant or unproductive and their job could literally be on the line. So we're incentivized to be connected 24-7 and we're taught that our very livelihoods and future success hinges on those methods of communication. Where's the freedom and reward in that? Our freedom to choose is handed over to some other person's app they use to sell us stuff. The good news is I went off social media for three months and hardly anyone noticed and it didn't affect my ability to get clients or connect with my audience. There's not only one or two paths to get the result you want. There are many, many others. This is one of the many ways we can feel victim to the ebb and flow of someone else's dictates. This year, make a conscious effort to decide the terms that social communication and people have in your life. And maybe that looks like unfollowing as many people as you need to feel peace, to create a schedule for when you do log into social, create theme days to batch certain kinds of work, schedule blocks of time reserved for relationships, create a hard stop for work, and knowing the rest can wait until tomorrow. By doing any of all of those things, you're acting as a founder and CEO of your life. You get to decide how your life is run. You have to give limits to things with intention. Otherwise, you won't find fulfillment or peace. When everyone online talks about being your own boss or creating a life you love, it doesn't happen with magic. You have to make hard decisions like a real CEO would to make that a reality. In order to get one thing, you have to say no to others. And when you know your priorities and what actually fuels you, it makes it easier to say no to other things. And until you're able to do that, you won't be ready to have the life you want. Treat your time as valuable and be aware of where your time is going. When you feel overwhelmed or burned out, step back and look at what you overscheduled that week. Then adjust accordingly. Your time is worth more than you know. Make a commitment to become more aware of where it goes, what's worth focusing on, and how you can start doing less instead of more. So how can we integrate this into action? Might I suggest writing down boundaries you want to create in your work life and personal life? 
So what does that look like? What would be a dream situation? And then actually schedule those boundaries into your calendar and make blocks of time around these new boundaries. After a month, check back in and adjust as needed because maybe you wish you had more time at work or you need less time in other areas and you can just adjust. So you're not going to figure it out right away. You just need to experiment and then repeat until you have a good balance. Okay. So the fourth suggestion for the new year is to track and celebrate your growth. OMG. This is a huge one. And it's a big lesson that I learned this year. And I will never look back after learning this. The value and importance of tracking and celebrating your wins is not valued enough in the world. I feel like we're so used to just go, go, go. Next thing, one and done, figure this out great. I did that. Now what's the next thing? But actually having a way to track and celebrate your growth is a huge game changer to your happiness, to your feeling of fulfillment, to everything. So I like to track my growth weekly and quarterly. And this doesn't have to be business. Like This literally can just be like a personal thing. It doesn't have to involve any of that stuff, just any of your wins and your growth. There's no other way to integrate your progress and continue evolving to your next level unless you like savor those moments. And this isn't your fault. It's no one's fault that we just move on to the next thing. Our brains are literally primed to forget wins because of a mechanism called automaticity. We adapt to changes in our environment quickly so the brain can continue to function with efficiency. Moving to a new home or apartment, starting a new job, The brain works to make those changes your new norm so you can flow again through life with more ease. There's a benefit to forgetting quotes, air quotes there, the way life was before. With this helpful mechanism comes the downside of forgetting the progress you've made. Dr. Benjamin Hardy talks about our conditioning to notice the gaps a lot more than the gains. We often look ahead to where we haven't gone than noticing how far we've come. And this can cause anxiety, depression, and more. So this year, I encourage us to retrain the brain to look at our gains instead of the gaps. And the best way to do this is through none else than a habit goal. Daily journaling is my favorite way to do this. It was a habit I already had, so tracking became almost automatic because I attached it to a habit that was already happening. So Dr. Hardy teaches a journaling exercise that helps you to retrain your brain, which we'll link in the show notes. And I've been using it for six months now and noticed a huge shift in my momentum and happiness. Getting this habit down will change your life. How do we integrate this? Pick a method right now to track your wins. The one that Dr. Hardy teaches, or if you have like a habit already that you can integrate it with, do that. So whether that's having a notebook on your nightstand, because you like, obviously you go to bed every night. So having the notebook there is just an easy way to just pick it up and write down your three wins from the day before bed. Or if you have a journaling habit, tacking it into that, I think that's probably going to be the easiest way to do it. Okay. So suggestion number five and the final suggestion for the new year is to accept people as they are. Judging or trying to change people takes up a lot of mental and emotional space. It drains energy like you wouldn't believe. Most people don't want advice or help from you. And I'm not trying to say this in a harsh way. I'm mainly talking to myself, like literally. Most people don't want advice or help from you. So if you have any tendency to be forceful with your advice or judgmental, do yourself a favor and just let it go. 
let it go. I mean, it's not so much in the last couple of years. I think I've gotten a lot better, but like in previous years, I always felt like, oh, you know, like maybe if you tried this, it'll help. Or like, you know, it always came from a positive place, but I realized that most people, they want to feel validated and heard than they want advice. And when people want advice, they ask you for it. And so letting go of that temptation to just give unwanted advice or to be judgmental, even just judgment alone is like a lot of energy, then you will feel so much happier and lighter. And you know, it's okay to share what you know in places where people welcome it, like podcasting or medium where people actually go there to get new perspectives and knowledge or even books. Like obviously I buy a book with the intention of learning something from it. So there are appropriate places and times to do it. But when it comes to like your partner or a family member, probably not unless they specifically ask, can you give me advice on this? And the important thing to remember too is like with judgment and focusing on other people, like where you place your attention, that's where your energy goes. Like you only have a certain amount of at least willpower and stores of energy every day. And so everything that you focus on gets a little bit of that energy, gets a little bit of that energy. And depending on what it is, it could drain it rather than refuel you. And judgment drains that energy. And if you remember from past episodes, we talked about a diagram from Joe Dispenza's book, Becoming Supernatural, that gives a great visual on this. So if you look at the show notes for this episode, you can go to the blog of this episode and there's a picture in there. And it shows a black circle that says inner world of thoughts and feelings. And then it has arrows going out from it for everything that we pay attention to on a daily basis. Parents, children, money, pets, food, exercise, enemies is one of them. And with enemies, there's even more energy being taken because you're focusing on like hate and like judgment and all these things. It's very interesting. But again, it takes a lot of energy. So that's a lot of daily things taking a little piece of your energy. And even more energy, obviously, is taken with negative energy. So give yourself back that energy and use it on something more worthwhile, like starting to learn to love yourself more, focusing on gifts you're meant to bring into the world. Start channeling this urge into healthier avenues. As Brene Brown says, if you're not in the arena getting your ass kicked on occasion, I am not interested in or open to your feedback. There are a million cheap seats in the world today filled with people who will never be brave with their own lives, but will spend every ounce of energy they have hurling advice and judgment at those of us trying to dare greatly. Their only contributions are criticism, cynicism, and fear-mongering. If you're criticizing from a place where you're not also putting yourself on the line, I'm not interested in your feedback. And obviously... I don't think that you listening are the kind of person that just hurls criticism or cynicism at people unwillingly. Sometimes it really just does come from a great place and you want to like support and be there for someone. So I don't want to, I don't want you to get it twisted. Like I do think if you're listening to this, you're a great person, but it is easy to get into that judgment fear cycle. So anyways, This is definitely one of the easiest decisions you could make to make your life better this year. And as mentioned in the first tip, make it about your identity. Decide today that you are not someone who judges or gives advice without asking. Done. The decision is made for you every single time. And obviously it takes practice. You'll just have to, in each moment, redirect or retune your energy into a more positive place. But again, everything's practice, right? And that's okay. Like I still have to work sometimes too because... I like to problem solve. I like to, when people tell things, I like to think in my head, oh, okay, like maybe we could try this or maybe we could try that. 
but more often than not is validation. So I I'm trying in each moment to like focus that on validation. Okay. So how do we integrate this? Do something to cut ties with judgment, cynicism, fear mongering, decide with full commitment. That's not who you are. You can write down an affirmation that reinforces you as someone who only loves and focuses on self-growth, then repeat it until it becomes real. You can verbally tell someone, I am only going to focus on love and self-growth or whatever, or you can learn about how to validate. I think a lot of times too, we just have never been taught how to validate someone and hear them and be there for them. And I actually picked up this book called I Hear You, which we will link in the show notes as well. And that has changed everything. Like it is a great book that teaches you the skill of validation and what it actually looks like in practice. So there's a lot of different ways you can try to implement this. And then also Judgment Detox by Gabby Bernstein. Oh my gosh, that's a life changer. That's a good one too. Okay. So let's recap basically what the five were. So forget resolutions for this year and focus on these five instead, or at least we're suggesting these are worth focusing on. So obviously if it doesn't resonate with you, don't worry about it. Just take what feels good to you. But these are ones that me and the TGS team are wanting to focus on this year. So the first one is replace New Year's resolutions with habit goals. Two was protect your mornings. Three, protect your time. Four, track and celebrate your growth. And five, accept people as they are. I know that if you implemented all five of these or even a few of these, you would feel so much lighter, so much more peace and fulfillment in your life. And they would be wonderful habits to have just in general. And again, if it's not for you, that's totally fine. But let us know, like, what are some habit goals that do resonate with you? I'm sure other people in the community would love to hear. Would you add anything else? Do any of the tips that we mentioned hit home for you? Do they all hit home for you? Let us know. And we'd love to hear from you. And if you want wellness tips sent to you daily, we have an amazing newsletter, the Good Space newsletter. Please sign up. We'd love to have you. And yeah, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day or week or weekend or whenever you're listening to this. Now it's time for an affirmation. I embrace thoughts and actions that free up my energy and raise me higher. I release anything that makes me feel smaller. If you found today's tips inspiring or thought-provoking, share it right now on social media and make sure to tag me at Francesca A. Phillips or at Find Your Good Space and also weigh in in the comment section at findyourgoodspace.com. You can find links in the show notes. And if you have a spiritual or mindfulness problem that you want me to unpack on an upcoming The Good Space episode or an awesome manifesting story you want to share, give my podcast phone line a ring right now at 917-719-0867. Also, don't forget to download my free morning routine guide. It's what helps me reduce my anxiety, increase productivity, and so much more. The link to everything I mentioned is in the show notes. See you soon.